We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, It was a thing of beauty. And, of course, last year, second year in a row, Eagles take a wide receiver in the first round, it's Devontae Smith. He has a good rookie year, not a spectacular one. But I'm uh, earlier this week at my computer reading The Athletic, as I do every day, Zach Berman, and I see the question posed, will the Eagles draft a first-round wide receiver for the first year in a row? And Zach Berman, who joins us now from The Athletic, you you, you did not rule that out. No, I, I, I would not rule that out. In a typical year, I would probably rule it out given that it's, it's poor resource allocation to spend three consecutive years of first-round picks on a wide receiver. But I'd say given the context, the fact that they have three first-rounders this year and the fact that where they're drafting, the, the strength is going to be wide receivers and edge rushers. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll have a hard time passing on some of these, these wideouts unless they completely move out of the spot. You guys wrote that um, the value of wide receivers suggests that none of them are top 10, but a lot of them will be going. The Eagles have, what is it, 15, 16, 15, 16, 19. 15, 16, 19. 19. But that a lot of them are kind of slotted to go right in that area. Toss a name or two at us that you could see ending up with the Eagles. Sure. I would say Traylon Burks from Arkansas. He did not run especially fast. Uh, and, and, and when you see what all the receivers and, and, all, and all the players are running this week, that stands out. But, but if, in watching Burks at Arkansas, I mean, he's 6'3", 225. He's been compared to Debo Samuel in terms of the way he was used. He would give the Eagles a different type of receiver. I would definitely I'd pay attention to him. Drake London from USC, there's probably some concern given that J.J. Ortega-Whiteside hasn't worked out, and he's that jump ball type receiver. But he's a different player than J.J., and uh, he's, he's a, a little bigger. I, I think he was a more productive college player. Uh, and, and then if they're looking for speedier guys, uh, the two Ohio State receivers, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, and then if they're willing to be patient, Jamison Williams from Alabama tore his ACL in the national championship game, but similar to Landon Dickerson last year, if you just wait on him, he has world-class speed. So those are five guys to watch. Ray, he had me at Debo Samuel, by the way. Yeah, well, uh, that's actually a good comparison. Uh, some, uh, I, I thought the same thing, and I read, read a few comments this week of people kind of saying the same thing, because he did play 
that kind of role at Arkansas. He did play as a running. He played as a running back. He played as a wide receiver. They moved him all over the place. It was it was very very much like Debo Samuel. Uh, and so if you have that kind of flexibility in your offense, he would be a fit. Um, I, you know, Zach, I think I think you're right. I think that when you're talking about how this first round of the draft figures to shake out in that area between 15 and 20. Uh, probably the strength of it is is going to be wide receivers going to be right there. Uh, there are there are some good guys there. I just look at where the Eagles are right now, and I'll tell you if I if I held on to all three picks, and I kind of still think that's a stretch. I still think Howie's mm-hmm. not going to be able to resist the urge to wheel and deal with those three picks. But let's say they held on to fifteen, sixteen, nineteen. Um, I would still, man, I would still go one, two, three defense. I I really would. I, I mean, this defense. It needs to get young. It needs to get fast. It needs to get physical, and those kind of players are there. I mean, if this draft, if this, if this combine proved nothing else, I mean, it proved that. Uh, I mean, a lot of the guys that were really good defensive prospects came to Indianapolis and not only didn't disappoint, actually exceeded expectations. I mean, Traylon sure. Walker, the kid at Georgia, who I who I loved at Georgia, you know, I I thought that he might be there for the Eagles, fifteen, sixteen, nineteen. After the way he performed at Indy, I'm not so sure he is. But I guess my 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 point is. Those defensive players are there in abundance, and if you're if you're really thinking about trying to rebuild this defense and get younger and faster and tougher, man, it'd be hard for me to not not use those three picks to get defensive players because the picking's going to be really good. Sure, and I I agree with you, especially with edge rusher. Uh, there is there is no stronger bet for the Eagles this offseason than drafting an edge rusher in the first round, as long as they have those picks. If they, if they don't give them all away. Um, that's that's the most likely outcome. This is an edge rusher draft. Uh, you saw the times yesterday, but even before yesterday, just the, the 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 strength of this class. There are five, six, seven edge rushers who who will be first round picks. So, uh, and I can also tell you from talking to people with the Eagles, that's their priority this offseason: fixing fixing the pass rush, improving the pass rush. And I I know there's a lot of attention about linebacker. I know there's a lot of attention about uh, safety, which I think they address in free agency. But I, I do think that the Eagles believe if they can improve the pass rush, it will change everything with the defense. So it's difficult to predict what the Eagles will do, what Howie Roseman will do with those three uh, mid-first round picks. But let's say he decides that there is one guy, I mean, not the you're not going to get the number one guy, right? But there's a guy somewhere, eh, maybe you know, between pick five and ten, that he could move two of his picks and move up for. Is there a name, a pass rusher, an edge guy that you see going early that they may make a move to grab? Sure. Well, the 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 top two guys you'd say are Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau, and right. I'm not sure they can move up. Right. I'm assuming that's right. That, that's outside yeah. the realm of possibility. Uh, Trayvon Walker, kind of who next Ray to, right. just mentioned, athletically uh, is off the charts when you see the way he tested. Really a versatile lineman. You know, the, the, the way he was used at Georgia would be different than the way he's used with the Eagles. But when you watch Jonathan Gannon's defense, I think they like that. They like having an edge guy who can bounce inside to the 5 eye at times. He can do that. Uh, so I would say Walker, after the after the performance yesterday, I'd be surprised if he falls down to 15. The yeah, other thing, I too, would, I would too. He, I would too. I, sadly, yeah. I hate to say it, because I really thought that he would be there in the teens, that the, that the Eagles could get him. But after yesterday, no way. He's definitely a top-ten player now. 
But if, if you're looking for a creative trade-up scenario and, and you believe that there are enough edge rushers in the team, if you can package two of those first to move up and get a safety like Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame or a corner like, uh, like Sauce Gardner uh, from Cincinnati or, uh, or Derek Stingley from LSU, and you still have a first-rounder to pick up an edge rusher, that would significantly improve the defense. What did you think? Um, yeah, I, I was I was just blown away by Walker. I mean, you know, Zach. One of the things about the the combine. I mean, I think there's good aspects to it, and there's not so good aspects to it, depending on how you approach it. Um, there's always a danger, and teams do this all the time at the combine. That a guy will go there that had a mediocre college career, has mediocre tape, but goes there and works out like a like a madman for three days, and all of a sudden he becomes like a first round draft pick. Uh, and then there are the guys to me, like Walker, who have really solid tape and, at, at a good college program, and then they go there and, and heighten their stock by performing great on top of it. You know, those guys are great. I mean, that's why, that's why I'm, you know, I saw what Walker did, and I, you know, and I feel more certain than ever now that I think he's going to be a real player, but I, I, just, don't, I just don't see him getting out of the top ten now. But I think that the danger of the combine is you get guys who didn't, who kind of underachieved in college, but have three days of great workouts, and now all of a sudden you believe that they're going to be the answer. Whereas if you have a guy who had a really good college career and then he goes and works out the way Walker did, now I think you can put the stamp on him and say, yeah, here's a guy that's worth trading up for. I I agree. That's a good way to look at it. It's it's an it's a, it's an additional data point, right? So you're you're not overweighing it. If you, if you look at the on-field testing, you look at the medical. You look at the interview, you add that to what you saw on Saturdays throughout the fall, you add that to what you hear from the coaches, um, from, from people inside the program. Because of, of what you're saying, you're seeing more coaches now, head coaches in the NFL, not even going to the combine because they, they don't want to put too much weight on these factors that, that, that have, have less to do with actually playing the game because what they're doing now for the combine, the prospects, are spending these, these weeks leading up to it preparing for the 40, preparing for the three-cone drill, preparing for the bench, not necessarily preparing for the critical factors that it takes to play the position. Uh, so I, I, I agree you don't want to overweigh it, but if you look at it as an additional data point, I think it's valuable. All right, we have gone nine minutes into this conversation, Zach Berman, and have not mentioned the quarterback. Uh, the Eagles remain publicly committed to Jalen Hurts as their quarterback in 2022. Ray and I both put a number between 1 and 100 on we see as the likelihood of him opening the season as a starting quarterback. What would you say? I would say 65 to 70. Ooh, it's the a little most likely lower outcome. Us, Ray. A little lower. It, it, it's the most likely outcome because I'm not sure that Russell Wilson's going to move is going to be moved this all season. Uh, if Wilson is moved, I believe the Eagles would be players there. And then the variable that I, I simply can't account for right now is Deshaun Watson. If 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 he's playing football this year, if if things are cleared there, um, and the Eagles are, are are satisfied enough with the information they get off the field, I do believe the Eagles will make a run there. He's he's one of the best quarterbacks alive right now, um, purely from a football perspective. But because those variables are hard to account for, I think the most likely outcome is Hurts as the quarterback, and I, I don't believe the Eagles are going to be major players for these first-round quarterbacks in the draft. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about Willis, uh, that, that Howie Roseman was um, 
was impressed with Willis when he saw him in Mobile, uh, and apparently had a he had a, he had a good week of practice. You were down there, you saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, there, and yep. there was some report that that, that Howie was intrigued, and uh, that that he might uh, that he might see him as draftable. Um, to me, to me, Zach, I don't know. I mean, I, I just saw him. A co- I just saw a couple games, and one of them was the Ole Miss game where he was terrible. So I, I guess I guess I'm just a little bit biased here. I think he is. I think he's really a raw prospect. I, I you know the physical talent. Yeah, it's, it's undeniable. It's there. But man, I think he's a long, long way away from being ready to play in the NFL. Yeah, the 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 reason to take Willis would be if the tools hit, um, they could hit big. Uh, but the 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 the, the takeaway I, I had from talking to different people in Indianapolis about the Eagles is they they really love Jalen Hurts as like as, as as what you look for in in that position off the field and and they believe that whatever what whatever ceiling he has he's going to hit it based on the way it based on the makeup now the question is what is his ceiling and and, and you could say well is the ceiling is higher than Hertz's ceiling and, and 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 you can go on down the list at looking at different quarterbacks but but the Eagles aren't committed to Hertz out of convenience they're committed to Hertz because they believe in the person, uh, so I, I think they only will seek an upgrade on Hertz if they're convinced the player is a material upgrade. And I'm not sure you can say that about Willis right now. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, last one for me, uh, Zach, and you can follow by the way Zach Berman at Z B E R M on Twitter. Uh, you had a chance at the combine to check in with our old pal Doug Peterson. <laughs> yep. Yeah, give us give us the report. I think Doug's happy right now. I mean, Doug is uh, it's it's a lot um, it's a lot less stressful, I'd say, than being the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, he he really likes Trevor Lawrence. That would be obvious. I think I think most coaches would. They 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 have a really good cap situation. They they have I think twelve picks, the number one overall pick. He knows he has work to do, and and there are also things inside that building that 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 need to be rectified. But he, he has full commitment from ownership. And, and as an example of that, they were going to hire a chief exe- you know, a, an executive VP of football operations. They paused that search because of how impressed the owner, Shad Khan, has been with Doug Peterson. So I actually think Doug is going to be more involved in building the roster and in some of those decisions than he was with the Eagles. Yeah, one of the things that I, you know, I think Doug's a good coach. And I think in the right situation, I think he can – uh, he can win, and he's, he certainly demonstrated that in Philadelphia. I got to tell you, I and I know he was probably asked about this, and there was nothing he could say in response. There'd be no good answer to this. But Trent Balky as the GM to me is a problem. Mm-hmm. It really is. I, I think that yep. you know, I think Doug can succeed down there if he has a good working relationship with the front office and he's working with guys who know what they're doing. I'm not sure Trent Balky fits either of those descriptions. That's that's really the the big question that you hear from people around the league is is the front office dynamics and and to Doug's credit the thing about him that that's always been the case is people like being with him people like working with him um and I I think that personality will be beneficial now there's always a honeymoon period and and we'll see how long it lasts but right now I I I'd say uh it's going well for Doug well we wish him well I do. I, I think everybody in this town uh, will always have a place for Doug Peterson. Zach Berman, terrific job. Always look forward to reading your reporting in The Athletic. Uh, and follow him at Z-B-E-R-M on Twitter. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Great. Thank you. you Thank too. you, Zach. All right, there you go.
I like I like Zach. Zach does a really good job. Yeah, sharp guy. Good he's, reporter. He's, he's he and Bo Wolf do a very good, they do a, like a back and forth column. Right. All the time, you know, like a rambling conversation. It's, yeah. It's good. They're both smart and they both, actually they both write with a sense of humor, which never hurts you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I told you my feeling about the wide receiver thing is I would, I would, go, I would rather go for a, a free agent. I'd rather go for a veteran to be that other guy. Um, okay. You've, you've well, got listen. young receivers. You've got yeah. young receivers. I mean, I, the other guy that you need, to, the, the, yeah, and they definitely need one. I agree with that. I would rather him be a veteran. Okay. I had scheduled that conversation for later. Oh, okay. No, that's okay. You brought we, it up. We so. can go. We. I mean, we can go into it later in a little more depth. Okay. Okay. I at, at uh, I think at noon is going to be the Ray Dinger draft report, and I figured coming out of that we would do it. Okay. Cool. Ray, this thing is micro-scheduled, as you know. I, I do know that. I do and know I'm that. doing I, it on like four hours of sleep. I never sleep anymore. Uh, I've told you, I, I hate my bed. Yeah, well, you're getting a new bed. Oh, man. May I? Would you indulge me for 30 seconds here, Ray? Please do. So we bought this bed that we've been sleeping on like 15 years ago, and I've hated it for the last 10 years. It's just like it's hard where it should be soft. It's soft where it should be hard. It's, uh, I hate it. It's, and so we finally decided, like, you know what? If you're going to splurge on anything, you got to splurge on a bed because theoretically you're spending right close to a third of your life there. Mm-hmm. I, we bought this bed, Ray. It gets delivered on March 14th. I, I'm counting the days. We bought this bed. It it can, like, the top of it can go up. It's a, what's it called? Sleep? I forget what it's called. <laughs> sleep magic? Sleep wonder? Sleep mm-hmm. something? You it's can a, make it's, the t- a, it's adjustable, right? It's adjustable. You can make the top go up. You can make the bottom go up. You can make the firmness. Like my wife likes a softer mattress than I do, so she can dial it down to thirty. I can dial it up to sixty. It's I, I first of all, I spent more on this bed than I have spent, and this is not a lie, on buying automobiles in my life. I didn't know you could spend this much on a bed, mm-hmm. but I decided like if I'm ever going to spend money on anything, that's what I got to spend money on because I never sleep. And this is the promise of dear, dear, valuable sleep, Ray. Mm-hmm. Sleep number bed. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm more excited. But here, this is the other thing I would say about this. I don't know the last, when's the last time you went out and bought a bed? <laughs> I've never done it. <laughs> no, in your life. No. No. My, my, um, we're your still, wife does? We're still, well, we're still sleeping on the bed that she brought with her. And that's 35 years ago. So get out of here. No, really. Is that really? Yeah, this is her match, and I don't know how long she had it before we got. I don't know how long she had it before we got married, but we've been on the same bed for married for thirty five years. You're sleeping on a thirty five year old mattress, and it could, it's probably it might be forty. I mean, I, you know, that's this is the wow. mattress that she had before we got married. Wow, that's amazing. So when you go to buy a bed, you obviously have to try it out, right? Yeah. And so you go to the store, and there's like a salesperson there, and they say, "Oh, lie, lie down on the bed." It's not a comfortable thing to just like lie down in a on public a bed place. And, yeah, right. right, right. It's it's you're not, and so you lie down on your back for three minutes. Like, oh yeah, this feels fine, and you realize like this isn't how I sleep, right? So you kind of like I sleep on my side, so I kind of roll over and then I'm sticking my arm out, and and it's like it's just it's a it, you want to say like can I sleep here overnight and then let you know? Mm-hmm. So, but you gotta you know you gotta kind of do the best you can. So that's it. So I bought this bed. Well, Very excited. Yeah. Um, I, I, since you sure, told me about it. I'm sure you, our audience really Well, since you told me about it, I've read about it. Most people, the, the, the reviews on it, people say it, it, it really does work. So oh, I, God, yeah. I think, I think, I think, you've, uh, I think you're on to something. Five stars, Ray. Yeah. Well, I'll sleep past 530 in the morning once in my life. 
<laughs> just as long as you don't oversleep on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> be 10 o'clock. Where the hell's Glenn? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. It's been a long time. All right. Um, shockingly, that opened up all the phone lines. So if you yeah, want to get through. I, know. I just looked at the board. Oh, uh, nobody on hold. Okay. I, yeah, well, sometimes you and I just talk about our lives. And I know. Pretty much consumed. Listen, my wife went out and t- t- tested like 40 of them before I got even pulled into the process. God bless her for that. Uh, 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. Shockingly, that did clear the lines. Uh, coming up, we will take your calls and... It is time for what we're watching, which we didn't do yesterday. Uh-huh. I started watching a show yesterday, Ray. Yeah. Ooh. All I'm going to say is... <laughs> oh, really? Is this the one James Seltzer was... Uh, you, and, you and he were discussing? It is. Oh, I listened okay. to James Seltzer's advice. He knows his television. He, I think he got it right on this one. Oh, good. We'll talk about that coming up. Ray and Glenn on 94 WIP. And it is time for me to... Uh, Speaking of, speaking of your house and your comfort, if you're feeling chilly in your house on cold days, maybe it's time you finally go Guida. The great people at Guida Door and Window will help you make your window and door replacement projects more affordable with their buy one, get one half off sale. For every door window you buy, you get a second one at 50% off. And you can mix and match the savings to suit your own needs. So if you buy an entry door, you get half off a storm door. If you buy a patio door, you get 50% off a window. If you need to replace all the windows and doors in your house, well, you can save 50% on half the project. The more you need, the more you save. Plus, Guida is making it easier for you to afford your project with no money down and interest-free financing for up to 18 months. Act now. Offers for a limited time only. Restrictions apply. For full details, call Guida today. Schedule a free, no-obligation in-home estimate at one eight seven seven go guida or visit them at goguida.com. That's go, G-U-I-D-A. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest. League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. .com. All right. As always, what we're watching is brought to you by Gaida. Check them out at goguida.com or visit them at go, G-U-I-D-A.com. All right, Ray, as we were leaving the studio at 1 o'clock yesterday, you mentioned before, James Seltzer excitedly told me that I should be watching a show called Severance, a sci-fi-ish drama on Apple TV+. I had heard some buzz about it, um, and frankly, I needed a show to review for this feature today. So I ran home, and I watched two episodes, and you know what? Ray, the buzz is worthy. James Seltzer is no fool. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a TV show worth watching if you like uh, dystopian and disturbing, which I can do, uh, but well-conceived, very well-acted. Here's the setup. Um, these people work for a large gray corporation in the microdata refinement department, whatever that means. And as part of the job, they agree to undergo, (laughs) hang with me here, brain surgery that partitions their work life from their personal life. In other words, when you enter the office, your work self becomes conscious and clocks in. When it's quitting time, 
the out-of-office self, which they refer to as an Audi, takes over and goes home retaining no memory of life on the job. Mm-hmm. It's business in the frontal lobe, party in the back. With me so far? Yeah. Okay. No more balancing work and personal life. No more bringing your office dress home. No more Monday morning, oh, man, I got to go into work. Could be bliss. Could be terrible. It's just that's what it is. Except, of course, it isn't. And while some employees enjoy being, you're you're aware of this. You're aware that once you leave, you remember everything on the outside. Once you come in, you forget it. And some employees are perfectly happy with that. There's one guy who's one of the characters whose wife passed away in a car accident, so he goes to work. He doesn't remember that, and he likes the nine hours of being uninterrupted by that. But that's not the way humanity's supposed to operate. So. It brings up all sorts of larger philosophical questions, and there's there are hints that the government is tracking this private business not to stop the brain-cutting techniques, which, by the way, it's called severance. Um, the name of the show is Severance, and the... I don't even know if I said that before. I'm sorry if I didn't. No, you did. Okay. And the brain-cutting techniques, brain-separating techniques, are called severance, because obviously that's what it does. That's how the show got its name. And the government is tracking it because maybe they want to spread it into the general public. I only got to see two episodes yesterday. I definitely recommend checking out Severance. If you like shows like Black Mirror um, and Mr. Robot, which was a huge hit, you will like this. Uh, Ray, you probably never saw either of those shows. Uh, no, I did not. You know what? You know what my wife said this reminded her of? And this one goes way back, and I'm guessing you saw this show way back. You remember The Prisoner? Oh yeah. This is this. This could have been the the latest iteration of The Prisoner. Okay. It's a it's a little bit of a slow burn. You have to stick with the first episode. The second one moves a little more, but still, I I got the sense, and people have seen more than I have, say that the intensity picks up in the coming episodes. Um, the only problem I have is they're they're releasing them a week at a time. How dare they? So I think after two or three more episodes, I'm going to have to wait and catch up. It's so funny. Now that people stream, it's almost offensive that I, you have to wait a week to see a show. But there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Stiller is involved. Ben Stiller directs six of the nine episodes. Um, Adam Scott, who was a- a- Amy Poehler's boyfriend on Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. You know that actor? Uh, yeah. Okay. He's the central character. He's like a nice guy caught up in the machine. Uh, John Torturo is in it as like the starchy veteran. Uh, Patricia Arquette is the the deadpan, terrifying boss. Okay. Uh, and in episode two, they briefly introduce, and I think he's going to be a part of the series moving forward, a very courtly Christopher Walken. Hmm. So anything with him is worth seeing. Right. So very good cast, very odd setup, unique show, a little bit creepy, uh, hang in there, but uh, I appreciate James Seltzer recommending to me and I recommend on Apple TV Plus. If you get it, it's a good. It's, I've recommended a lot of shows on Apple TV Plus before. You just get it for like a couple months and watch all the good shows that they have. And one of them, I would say, is this one called um, a Severance. <laughs> I must said the wrong name. Called Severance. Watch Severance. Okay, good. So there you go. All right, Ray. Yeah. You know, someday we're going to run out of time for this, and this offer continues to stand Mm -hmm. that if you ever take me up on watching one of these streaming shows Mm -hmm. 
on Apple TV+, Plus, on Netflix, on Amazon Prime, on Hulu, on any of these thousands of stations I get. BritBox, God Almighty. My wife told us the cable bill yesterday, and I, I really got to cut back. But hey, <laughs> it's all for work. Well, it, should, it's a, it should be a tax write-off. It's part of your work. It is. But nonetheless, um, if you ever choose to do it, I will buy you that service for not just the show, but for six months. All you have to this one's nine episodes. Mm-hmm. You have to commit to watching nine episodes, and you can see everything on Apple TV Plus for the next six months. Uh huh. You in? No. Okay. No, it's a very nice offer, though. That's uh, very generous on your part. Yeah, I tried. Yeah, I tried. There are some shows I know. This one I don't know that you would love, but there's sometimes I recommend a show, and I think, oh my god, Ray would love this show. Yeah, I just well, as I've said before, I just watch very, very, very little television. So it just yeah, it but just you go to waste. but you appreciate good television generally, yeah. All right, I give up. All right, everybody other than Ray, check out on Apple TV Plus Severance. Thank you. Mike and Marlton is with us. Hello, Mike. Hey, Ray. Hey, Glenn. How are we doing today, guys? We're good, Mike. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, You guys talking about the TV shows just made me think. uh, There's this show coming on to uh, HBO tonight involving the Showtime Lakers. Um, And as like a young and as a young fan who's 22. I have no idea what it's about, but man, that looks interesting. I've never like knew how much like turmoil was in that uh, dynasty of a team. Yeah, I Ray, have you seen the the, the promos for this? Because they don't just have the promos on. It's a, is it HBO or Showtime? I think it's Showtime. It's HBO. Is it? Okay. Well, whatever. Oh, okay. The, okay. So the show. The show is called Showtime. That's, well, that's show, yeah, Showtime was the Lakers. It should be on Showtime, but it's on HBO. Ray, have you seen the previews for it? Um, I, I saw I saw one preview that uh, that was John C. Riley is is Jerry Buss, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> it it looks interesting. I don't know how you'll pull it off because everybody knows Magic Johnson, what he looks like, what he talks like. How, you know, how do you cast an actor to play Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? But I will I tell you. Yeah, I, well, yeah, a lot of that. Mike, I, I will be checking it out. It starts tonight? Yeah, it starts tonight, the first episode. I think it's weekly-based, uh, and I'm just looking for something to you know, get onto since uh, the last dance. Yeah, and you said you're 22 years old? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, it'll, I'm curious. Do me a favor. Call us mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks to let us know your impressions of it because as a guy who didn't grow up seeing those players, you'll probably have a different viewpoint than we will, but I want to hear it. Yeah, no, for sure I will. Um, and then that's like with the Sixers, like when uh, like I've been a fan of them like as as long as I can remember. So like in 2015, 2016, uh, I went to Stone Harbor for like one of the beach bashes. So I got to see Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons before they even played on the court. Nice. Uh, it was like a meet, a meet and greet. Um, but the thing is, is, like I looked at those guys like God, um, and I didn't exactly plan on asking this question, but uh, Ray, I wanted to ask you yesterday, um, what do you think? Ben Simmons having to never directly answering to his mental health. And I know it's kind of loaded. Um, I don't, I just really respect you um, as one of the best reporters. Uh, what do you think with his mental health and not having to answer from it is going to do to the average Joe and what they think of mental health? Because I heard someone compare Calvin Ridley and Ben Simmons and I almost threw up because it's like a really important issue it especially is. among like young people mm-hmm. and the fact that it seems like he got away with it. And like, I, spe- I listened to the camera and it's so upsetting that people gave him leeway or even entertained it. 
And I'm not calling him a liar. But I'm no, just no, we got what you say, and, and let yeah, let Ray address it, Mike, because we we hear yeah. your concern, and we're gonna we're gonna let you go. We're gonna let Ray yeah. address it, but but call us back uh, after yeah, you see that Showtime show. All right, Ray. Thank, thank, yeah. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I, I hesitate to take a position on Ben Simmons's mental health. I mean, I don't I don't know the guy. Uh, I don't know everything that makes him tick or doesn't tick. But to me, the the whole. Uh, I mean, it's, I hate to say this about myself, but I was just very skeptical of it. I, you know, mental health is a serious issue. Mental health is a is a is a terrible thing for the people, um, and there are people who have it in their families, that have it with loved ones, that have it with friends, that have it with coworkers. Have seen the real thing, have seen it up close, and see how it can devastate people, and in some cases end people's lives. Um, and to me, when Ben Simmons brought that out in his issues with the with the Sixers and kind of wrapped himself in the in in the garment of mental health as that's the mental illness that that's that's what's really bothering me now to me it, it just seemed it seemed all too convenient uh, and if, if that's really what it was and i you know I, I don't know i mean maybe he did have some issues but if that's really what it was if it was just a device if it was just another part of his strategy to get out of philadelphia then um i, I just think it's a terrible thing I mean, and it goes beyond just sports. It goes just beyond doing business. It goes way beyond basketball. Uh, and and it's, just, it, it's, just a, it's just a terrible thing that you would take something like that that is so serious um, and changes people's lives in many cases, and you're just going to use that as one more, as one more arrow in your quiver in your attempt to get out, of, get out of a situation that you don't like making you, paying you millions of dollars. To me, that's a, that's a despicable thing to do. And I don't want to, I don't want to hang that on them because I don't know. But I hate to say my first instinct was I think that's what's at work here, um, and it, 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 really, it, it really upset me. It really upset me, and it still does to this day. Nicely said. Um, let's sneak in Mike from Cinnaminson as a linebacker question. Morning. Morning, guys. Morning, Mike. Uh, I, I, got, I have to first agree with all the callers who uh, proclaim you guys the best show on WIP. Um, Thanks, for me, Mike. your appointment radio. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate and, that. And, and when you, you, you do your Sunday shows, it's, that's just bonus coverage for me. Um, before I get to the linebacker, you guys were talking about last week Tom Brady movies. And I don't know if it's known. He was in a Coen Brothers movie. Ray probably knows this. The, the movie Stuck on You with Greg Kinnear and Matt, Matt Damon. Oh, that's they're, right. They're conjoined friends. He's, he just has a, a little quickie bit in the back. Uh, during the, the the back end of the uh, doing the behind the scenes of, of their TV show on that, um, but I, I saw him the first time. I was like, "Who is that? That guy looks for, oh, that's that's Tom Brady." But so let so me what, ask what, you: I, I well, did not what, see that, but Ray, you did see that, and he was also in uh, Ted. Is that the one he was in, or Ted, Ted Returns? Ted yeah, Two. Ted, Ted, Ted Two. Okay. So, um, worst actor as a quarterback: Tom Brady or Brett Favre? <laughs> oh, Favre, no, no Favre's doubt. worse, Ray, you agree? Yeah. <sighs> well, Favre was so bad in something about he had, Mary. He had more lines. I mean, Brady didn't have hardly any lines yeah, in, well, uh, in, in Ted 2. Yeah, wooden. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the scenes of, of Favre and Cameron Diaz together were pretty painful. I mean, well, but, well, but, 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 it made, but it made me laugh. I mean, it was, it was one of those, it really was the definition of so bad it's good. I really kind of thought that. Mm. Well, Glenn, understanding your your desire to stay away from politics, I'm not going to get political, but uh, a cameo in Stuck on You, and, and it was another one of those, wait a second, is that? Uh, 
Ben Carson. Really? <laughs> yes. He's, he plays a doctor. Oh, well. That, that, that helps separate the... At least he's typecast. Twins. All right. Yeah, exactly. Well, he did... Well, he was a doctor who separated yeah. conjoined twins, so he's yeah. he's playing himself. There you go. Right, right. All right, what uh, do you got on linebackers? Okay, for Ray. Yeah, yesterday, Go Birds, guy, the guys after your show, were talking about there's no young talent under 30 on the defense. And I thought, okay, Mil- Milton Williams look like, looks like he's he's got some talent. But after they, they got rid of Eric Wilson, that, that, that disaster of linebacker who's, you know, mm. played the running running game five yards down the field. Right. Um they got Davian Taylor on the field, and and I was seeing speed, and I was seeing uh, maybe a nose for the ball. What what was your impression of the little bit we saw of Davian before he got hurt last year, Ray? Um, too small a sample. Um, I I, I want to see more. I know I know they, you know, if you talk to the people down there, they'll they'll tell you, oh, he was great. You know, he was re- you know really looked good. I, I don't know. Um, I mean. It, the one thing you the one thing you saw was kind of what you knew was that he's he's a really good athlete. I mean, for a guy his size, he can he can run. Uh, and if if range is what you're looking for and range is what you need in in that linebacker position, he's got that. But what I saw was kind of what I expected to see. The guy does not have much of a football background. He didn't play very much football in high school. Um, he's you know he, he didn't play a whole heck of a lot in college. Uh, and he just doesn't, at this point, he doesn't have the instincts of a football player. He has the athletic ability of a football player, but he doesn't have the instincts of a football player. And to me, the linebacker position is, is largely instinct because you got to be able to, you got to be able to find the football. And, um, I think that that's, that's what he's got to build on. I, I know they, you know, they, they want to tell you that he's did, he's doing good because they drafted him pretty high. I thought he was way overdrafted. Um, but to me, he's, it's, the jury is very, very much out. I, I, in this draft, I definitely think I would use one of those first three picks on a linebacker. I would because there are, I mean, there are true linebackers. I mean, guys who play the position, know the position, and can step in and upgrade you immediately that are available in this draft. You're going to be in position to come home with one, and if I were them, I would. 215-592-9494. Glenn McNair, Ray Dinger, 94. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WIP. Ray Dinger, Glenn Mack now, 94 WIP. Uh, somebody sent me a note about you not buying a new bed in 40 years, but I'll I'll give it to you off the air. At some point. <laughs> uh, that that one is. I have a refrigerator in my basement yeah. that I bought used in 1981. Mm-hmm. Used, so I don't know how old it is. And I'm t- I mean I'm sure it's an energy burner, but it's down there. It's got you know 100 cans of beer, and it does just fine for that. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a well, that's why I'm buying a new bed. Uh, one, just one more thing before I go to the callers. And I sent you this last night. Um, a guy did a art project of where he took a picture of Ray Didinger and then touched it up to make Roy Didinger. Did uh, you see yeah. it? Uh, yeah, I did. My and wife it, saw it too. Yeah, well, I sent it to her as well. Mm-hmm. You didn't. Men- She's the one that showed it to me, actually. Yeah, you didn't mention it to me. <laughs> I was curious what you thought because it's getting rave reviews. Oh, it is, it. huh? Oh, God, yes. 
I've gotten not not, not from uh, not from my wife. I've oh, <laughs> she was not amused. I'm sorry, I've gotten two hundred and eight reviews of it on Twitter. Uh, most most love it. I mean, it's it's a parody, right? Yeah, I mean, she's that. my wife has never seen me with a cigarette dangling from my lips. Well, so that's that's the point. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's it's let's put it this way: it's a different look. It's your evil twin. <laughs> that's well, the point. I think you definitely got the evil part down <laughs> with the earring. All he's missing is like an eagle's neck tattoo. That would have, <laughs> that would have been perfect. But it it matches that personality that we so rarely get to see. Yeah, I know. Well, tell your wife I apologize for spreading it. But. That's okay. If anybody wants She'll to She'll get see over it. it. Yeah, yeah. John and Manny Young wants to talk some football. Hey, John. Hey, Glenn. I got two uh, Eagles questions. So first of all, I'm looking forward to trying to do his uh, He's the IPA. Is there any good? Nice. Well, yeah, listen. Uh, we uh, at Conchalk and Brewing Company, we made a beer in conjunction with Mark Zumoff, who came to us for charity. It goes to uh, – profits go to Philadelphia Youth Basketball it is a, a very crushable, hazy IPA, 5.2%. So, you you know, it's not going to knock you under the table. It is For me, it is my official beer of watching the 76ers. So, there you go. Yeah. Great. Enjoy All the right, zoo. I got a great. Yeah, I'm going to get one. Uh, Ray, uh, two quick questions on the Eagles. Yeah. First of all, I'm watching YouTube here and watching this kicker, Hunter from San Diego State. Oh. Let's take the ball 90 yards. Yes, Ray. Third or fourth round oh. pick on him. Oh, boy. Like Ray- Come on, Ray. I see another oh, punter bet coming oh, on. Oh, Ray, I love it. Yeah. You, I showed you, Ray, I showed you some of that video. He punts like nobody ever in history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like uh, like 20 yards where a guy's oh, yeah. where to go. He's like Ray Guy and Gerald Wilson together in one leg, Ray. <laughs> Let's not compare him to Ray Guy. Ray Guy's in the Hall of Fame, okay? I'm telling you, Ray, this is the guy. What's his name? Matt Azalea. Yes. Uh, Areza. Yes, Areza. Ray, that's the guy. Fourth-round pick. I'm in. Oh, great. Okay, swap. <laughs> yeah, you you use that fourth-round pick on a punter. That's good. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah? Wasn't a Ray Guy taken in the first round? Ray Guy was taken in the first round. Right? Yeah. There you go, Ray. Yeah, I think, it's, I think he's that. the only um, – I think to this day he's the only – Punter, he's the only punter, punter solo. I mean, Russell Erksleben was drafted in the first round, but he was a punter and a place kicker, and not a particular yeah, and not a particularly good one. Uh, but the only actual punter, punter that was taken in the first round was Ray Guy, and everybody laughed at Al Davis when he did it, and it proved to be a pretty smart decision. Hey, Ray, one more question. While I got you on the line. Uh, so, we you guys were just talking about that Dickerson at left guard, at yeah. right guard with Brooks retiring. Um, a lot of people assume that Ciamalo is going to be put right in there, but I really like Driscoll. If he could stay healthy, he's a pretty good player. You know, I, I agree with you. Think? I agree with yeah. you. I, I think that um, in all likelihood, uh, if Kelsey comes back, and I, 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 st- I think he is going to play at least one more year, uh, then probably Ciamalo will be the will be the guy, um, at least initially. I think he'll get first crack at it. Uh, but I, you know, I would let Driscoll compete for it, and I think Driscoll. If if a year from now Kelsey does walk away, um, I think Sayamalo is your next center, and uh, and then at that point, then I think Driscoll becomes your right guard. But I think Driscoll can play. I think Driscoll mm-hmm. he's, he can play tackle, but I think he's proven that he can play guard. Um, he's a good player. He's a nice right, versatile so player. Give me the Eagles' offensive line in twenty twenty four. What you, what you know, right? We know the left tackle is right. Mylotta. Yeah, you say Dickerson's your left guard. He would be. All right, so you, you you need a post Kelsey center. Yeah, and I would say you know, Samalo. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, Samalo. Right. right, right guard Driscoll. I'll give Driscoll, and hopefully Lane Johnson's still here. Hopefully, you still got Lane Johnson. 
I will. Uh, can I? I like can, that it's all in house. Yeah. Well, um, can I sneak in a um, a draft point here since we're sure. talking offensive line? Yeah. So, player in this draft who really fascinates me on the offensive line, uh, and his and his name is Daniel Falale, Falale, uh, from the University of Minnesota. Uh, I read about him during the year, uh, and I was intrigued. Uh, and I actually watched a game that he played. I was so intrigued, I watched a game that they played uh, the, called the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. I think I was the only one that watched that. Um, it was the <laughs> University of Minnesota against West Virginia. But uh-huh. I, I watched it solely to see this guy. Um, I want him. I want him. He's a tackle, you said? He's an, he's an, he's an offensive tackle. Uh, and he's six feet, eight and a half, and three, 384 pounds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now he went to the combine. You know, here's I, I was I was really intrigued. Like I read about him, and I said, "Well, wait a minute, I got to see this guy. He's not bad." I know he's he's a, he's clearly a work in progress, but there's really something there. Uh, and he went to the combine this past week. Did not work out. Did the interviews with this with the guys? He took the physicals, all that stuff. That's where they measured him and weighed him. That's where they came out with the, with the six feet eight and a half and three hundred eighty four pounds. Um, but I read an interview with him. And I, that, that's what confirmed it to me. I said, oh, yeah, I want this guy. Um, he did this interview. He's, he's, from, he's from Australia. He was a rug- Oh, right. I love him already. He, he was a rugby player. Does oh, that, come on. Does that, does this, this, does, who does this sound like? It's worked before. Who does this sound like? You know, six feet eight, 380-plus 300 rugby player from Australia. Uh, who does that sound like? Oh, I love uh, it. And in this interview, he goes on and on and on about how Jordan Mailata is his idol. Oh. How Jordan Mailata is his idol and his inspiration and seeing Jordan Mailata play and become a, not just a player, but a, but a borderline star in the National Football League um, has, has, is his inspiration. Falele? Falele. So we got Mailata and Falele? Yeah. Oh, I am so in. This guy, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm I mean, entirely we, in. Mylotta had never even played football, okay? He was purely a rugby player yeah. that the Eagles brought in and turned into a really good tackle. This guy at least has played college football. He played at the University of Minnesota. I saw him play. He's not quite as fluid as Mylotta is in terms of just being a, a raw athlete, yeah. uh, but his size and strength is undeniable. And I, I really do think that you he's, he, he went on and on about how Mylotta is an idol to him. Um, I'll tell you, I, I would draft him. I would draft him, and I would bring Where, him in where's here. Where's he going to go? What round? I would probably. He's, I think he's a day three guy. Okay. I think he's. I think he's. You know. You. You know. He may get to the fifth round, where the Eagles have like three picks. But he may. You know. I. I don't know. I may. I may think. Right, so take he's him the fourth four. rounder, and then the punter's the fifth rounder. That's what you're saying. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, I would bring this guy in, uh, and I would. You know, I would let give him the locker next to Jordan Mailata. I'd let Jeff Stoutland. Work yeah. his magic with him. Oh, I love for a couple this. years. Of course, you got Lane Johnson for at least another year or two. Yeah, and then this guy will be ready to play. And you might have, it. and you might have. Jason Peters was there until Mylotta was ready. Yeah, and you might have two twin tower Aussie tackles that'll oh. play here for ten years. Oh, Ray, come on, <laughs> you, you you got me. I am in Falele. Yeah. What did you say, da- Daniel? Daniel Dan- Falele. Right. I'm in. All right, name to remember. He was 426 pounds. He slimmed down to 380. He missed dinner? Okay. Yeah. A lot of callers. We're going to get you guys coming up, and Ray is going to give his Ray Dinger draft report today focusing on combine heroes. 
215-592-9494. Ray and Glenn on 94WIP. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.